morning, everyone. Welcome to another segment of Market Overdrive. I am Carla Mina, residential real estate broker with Coa Banker, and I'm super psyched. I think this show is specially for me. I just want to own it. Whatever that means, <laughs> we're going to roll with it. Is, are you done with your intro? Is that the, is that the intro? I said I'm going to own it. Okay, that, that is the intro. <laughs> you like you're, that? You're, that was so Thank improv. you for joining us. You're listening to Market Overdrive. Oh, Let's introduce God. our guests instead of making it all about ourselves. Carla likes to make it all about ourselves. I won't make it all about myself. So I'll start with our every other week guest. From my alone, Graco Funes. Hi, Mr. Funes. How you doing? Hi, How are you? Hi, Nick. Hi, Hi Graco. How are you we, doing? Are we done loving each other now? We're not. We're not done. We, we got to share the love. Let's share the. Let's get to our. Guests. Listen, this show is for all the ladies. All the ladies. Is that a song? Anyway, this <sighs> is for all the ladies. It's empowering. It's mommy day today. It's about the girls. Why? Because my kids are in the studio. It's report card pickup day, and we. <laughs> it's about the boys. What, what's happening? Oh, something said there's technical issues. How are you trying to block You're you? doing something over there, and it's kind of scary. But let me go back to my little moment of uh, my soliloquy. It's about the moms. It's about the women. Everybody who thinks they can't, they today we have someone that's very, very inspiring in the studio. I want to give a shout-out to my friend Grox Graco, who's always out there seeking out the best and talent yes. in the real estate industry because we do. We are very passionate in, at Market Overdrive to elevate your real estate IQ. And in particular, when he called me to tell me about this story, I was so impressed. I was so excited. He's like, Car, you're going to love this. This is so exciting. This is right up your alley. And it truly is because I love inspiring women. I love inspiring everybody, but like I think women, we just need a little extra push and Somebody to tell us that we can do it. So, having said that, go ahead and introduce our no, guest. No, 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 no. You've already no, no. you you've already gone this far. You have to introduce the guest. <laughs> oh my no, God! So, no Margaret, thank you so much for being part of the Mod Squad this morning. And Margaret is the author of this book called Own It, and that's why I was being silly about you know I'm going to own the show. Um, thank you, Margaret, so much. And since you're here with the guest, why don't you introduce your guest? Thank you, Carla. We're really excited to be here. I'm here with Nate Lindquist, who happens to be my husband what? and partner. What a coincidence. There's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so we're really excited to be here. We're so passionate about helping women. We have a goal this year of helping a million women to rise up and own it. And we teach that through investing in real estate. That's the mission today for women to rise up and own it. And what does that mean to you? And what does that mean to our audience, Margaret? Let's just get right into it. Yeah, it, it really means regardless of your circumstances that you can have the life that you, you dream of. You can live the life of your dreams. And it doesn't matter where you came from. You know, for me, I was an 18-year-old single mom. And I was able to overcome a lot of challenges throughout my life to be able to start investing in real estate. I had no money when I started, but there's always a way. You know, when I, and I think what you said about moms, you know, moms are so, it's like mama bear comes out and we will do whatever it takes to take care of our family. So that's really, for me, that was the background of how I got into this. And when I saw all of these women, these friends of mine, it kind of started with coffee conversations about, oh, mm -hmm. I hate my job. I hate that by the time I get home, my kids, I barely see them and I put them to bed and then we start start over and then the weekends I spend cleaning and it, I, it was hard for me to try to relate to them because it wasn't my life anymore but I had such a passion for teaching them how to get out of that life mm -hmm. and to be able to really take ownership of it to rise up and own it 
I love it. And, you know, we take it for granted, like, how much we do when you have children, right? And I think women, we carry that guilt always, whether you're, you know, a single mom or not a a single mom. But we always carry that guilt. Like, if you're a working mom, like, oh, am I not spending enough time with my children? Or am I dragging, like, realtor? There's a lot of realtor moms out there. I want to do a shout-out to Carbon Carbonara, Mimi Luna, all of you, Maribel Marone. Um, Everybody's is out there. Katie, you're out there with your kids. I mean, my kids know what to do when it comes to setting up a lockbox. They know what it's like to go pick up checks for closings or mommy's doing a showing just be quiet as a matter of fact they're in the studio right now being really good and quiet um, because again it's report card pickup and they're coming here with us but we get to show them right who we are and they're living by example you know learning by example per se so I want to thank you for coming in here and sharing your stories how many kids do you have <laughs> we have a lot of them <laughs> <laughs> what? we have six kids between oh, us Brady bunch. <laughs> uh, do you guys not have a TV or something we, actually, we, we don't do have Oh, there it is. There it is. Yeah, so guys, if you want a little more action, get rid of They took Netflix and chill and got rid of the Netflix. You leave it to Nick to take it there. But don't you just love it? I mean, a lot of women, like single girls, come on. If we as as moms can make time to to build wealth and do something that's going to make us feel passionate about something, waking up, it doesn't feel like work to us. If we can do it and we have limited time because we have to drive the kids to school, we have to take them to baseball or hockey or what have you. Single girls, you have no excuse to not own it. Seriously. Yeah. Right? Husband, you're very quiet. You know what? That's I'll... not true. <laughs> what it's like to work with the powerhouse. Oh, you know what? My wife inspires me. Margaret's amazing. Um, you know, when you know, we started looking at this idea of the business that I've, you know, that I've done over my life and the business what she's done with flipping over her life. And I started looking at this sort of really excuse-free lifestyle that she was living, and this what would I love kind of lifestyle. Excuse-free, I love that. Yeah, so it's you know that's been that's like a really important thing for me is like hunt down excuses and get rid of them. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm just so inspired by you know seeing Margaret you know really look at you know any any limitation that you might hear in a normal conversation and turn it into you know a what would you love? Mm-hmm. And it it doesn't you know it. it it doesn't make sense, I think, if you want to have a life you love, to spend time focused on excuses. So it's super inspiring. You know, the the, the short answer is we're a great team. I'm, I'm really proud to be able to partner with her instead of um, – Instead of sort of having our ships passing in the night, mm-hmm. to team up, bring our coaching and our mentoring together to be able to be the CEO of the company. Nice. And to really be able to take the business and take all this insight and, and work that she's done in building her you know, flipping business and building out her portfolio for real estate and to be able to take the best of what she's learned – the humility of making mistakes. Lots of them. Lots of mistakes to share <laughs> our lessons and our mistakes in life. Right. I mean, we could we could talk all week, all month about that. And to be able to really keep our feet on the ground, mm-hmm. it's um, it's exciting because I think it makes what she's been doing yeah. very uh, relatable, very attainable. Yeah. And that's really all we want. We get up every morning. We don't say, what can we get? You yeah. know, we say, how can we serve? How can we help and inspire women to rise up and own it. So it's awesome. It's awesome having a partner. I love it. I love it. They always say right behind every great man, there's a great woman. I love the role change here. (laughs) (laughs) Behind a great woman, there's a great man. And you always, like women, we try to be so strong because we always feel like we have to prove ourselves. But I love it, right, that you're inspiring, you're there to support your wife, and it's a team effort. Um, Grocco and I met you guys at an event, and it was an investment event. Um, Grocco, what caught your attention about them as to why you invited them here? 
so first of all, I was, you know, pretty shocked the amount of people that would come up to us after we spoke. You know, we do real estate. I write loans, so I don't, you know. And when I'm, he says we spoke, we were on a panel yeah, we um, on talking a panel. about flipping or right. just investing. And I give, give, give a little insight in reference to the loan side and what I saw when I was flipping my properties during the recession. But what I thought was super cool about you guys you guys were there with the stroller. <laughs> yes. Okay. Six of them. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys came up to us and you introduced yourself. And uh, Nate started telling me a little bit about uh, the concept and what you guys were doing. And the minute that I heard women, you know, I light up because. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> he lit up. <laughs> no, Grocco. No, no, it's not, not like, like that. that. Not like that. You guys know that, you know, I have a little girl and yes. anytime I can have my little girl in the presence of strong women and and I always talk about Nick's mom too because you know these are women that are pillars in our institution or our industry I should say and little kids pick up on that you know so to be you know side by side you guys or you know I appreciate you guys coming in today and you know giving your your take and and hopefully we can partner up and this could be a long term relationship where we can help empower you know, a bunch, if not millions, as you said, uh, of women throughout the United States. But how about worldwide, too? Because are there flipping properties worldwide? They're even Atlanta. flipping them on Mars, bro. Don't right? worry about it. You know? <laughs> like, can, go ahead. Sorry. Well, no, no, no. What I was just going to say is uh, that moment when you guys came up and, you know, we shook hands and we exchanged cards. I emailed you the following morning right, immediately. Yeah. And, and I have this thing about when I meet somebody at an event. It's very important that you follow up immediately. And I, I always sometimes go to these events and I you know, maybe give a business card and I never hear from people again. But I made it a point to stay in contact with you guys and I'm, you know, I'm happy that you guys are here. Yeah, it's all story. about networking and building you know, a network for each other. And of course, here at Market Overdrive, again, again, we're here to elevate your real estate IQ. And I know I keep pointing at the book, right? But you talked about inspiring people. Let us know about your uh, event that you're hosting that's coming up. Yeah, I'll go. Sure. Nate knows all the details. (laughs) (laughs) So we had this idea about, you know, what's, you know, what's the best way to get in front of our goal in 2017 is to empower a million women. Okay. And, you know, the thought process that we have here is that whether we work with them, whether we do business with them, whether they become part of our peer group, whether they're part of our family, one of our two daughters, you know, we're looking to create, um, you know, the actions, the actual real world examples of. Mm -hmm. The energy, the um, the intention, and the message of rising up and owning it, and that comes through you know the way that we live. And we thought, well, what's the, what's a better way, or is there even a better way than having an event like Flip Chick Unleashed uh, that we're doing uh, April 29th and 30th down at uh, the Hyatt Regency? Um, you know, to to do this event, what's a better way than to um, to bring all the energy of all these empowered women, some of them are bringing their husbands or boyfriends or partners to this event, have all that energy in one room and really create an, an environment where everyone is, is making decisions about what their values are, what's most important in their life. And then they're in the energy of holding each other accountable in the face of their fears, their doubts, their worries. So when they step up, and they decide what's important, they then take massive action. They know that their potential is unlimited. They know that when, when they see themselves that way, they're going to take incredible action. And, and to invest in real estate and to flip real estate really requires that you flip a part of your brain on that you haven't used before or at that level 
you're making one of the biggest investments you'll ever make. For sure. It's an art and a science. And, and, yeah. and at some point, we have to get to the nuts and bolts of this. Uh, yeah. You guys flip houses. Yeah. We do. That's what it is, Tell right? us more about well, flip we, we need to get to that. I mean, because we've done a lot of, uh, right. so, a lot yeah, of motivational, which up? is great, but... Go ahead. pause? <laughs> Just go for it. I want to talk about flip chick. Okay, so the day in the life of flip chicks. Yeah. What's like? You said you're the CEO. So are you on field or are you more um, back end finding properties, dealing with uh, receivables, invoices, who owes you money, trades? <laughs> and, you know, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that a CEO would have to deal with in your particular situation. He's usually situation. cleaning up the messes that I make. <laughs> oh, okay. So tell us the day in the life. What? Who's on site? Who's finding the properties? What's it like? Um, if you're on site, uh, is in, in negotiating with trades? Does it? Do you feel that sometimes that is? Let's get the elephant out of the room. Yeah. That you're at a disadvantage because they'll, they'll think they could like, ooh, I love that. Take advantage of a female <laughs> that probably has never done a flip before in her life. That's and a great question. That's how that's how men that have been around for thirty years might treat a female. So the the dynamic that goes on between myself and a lot of the different trades. And it does happen a lot that they think, oh, she must not know anything, so I can take advantage of her. Well, you know, I do know something. Clearly. And, and they but, learn very yeah. quickly that I know something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it often happens that they don't end up getting the job. But uh, what I've had happen before is <laughs> a new... fire them. Yeah, yeah. See ya. Oh, you've never seen anything like it. <laughs> <laughs> I try not to make them cry, but it happens. Nice. <laughs> um, but, you know, when, when you're working with a new contractor, they don't have a lot of respect for you. I, I can't tell you how many times we've been on a job site meeting with a contractor, and I'm the one who's hiring them. I'm the one who has all the plans, and they won't talk to me. They talk to Nate. Well, right there, that's wow. a problem. And, yeah, oh, yeah. And I, I, def- you know, I'll, I defer to Margaret because here's the thing. My goal is to help systems process. I'm kind of the systems processes mm-hmm. guy okay. and hold things to the path. I'm looking at, you know, timelines. I'm looking at checklists. Right. And I step back and I try to keep altitude, stay up above the projects. Margaret gets down in there and she gets stuff done. I mean, she is definitely a GSD, gets stuff done, kind of a woman. <laughs> and so it. what happens is there's this, I think, this big gap generally of either lack of appreciation for what she's done or known. And there's these huge assumptions about, oh, she's a woman. She, she's, she's not going to be capable of getting this done or giving, you know, knowing what the details are. And we see estimates that are so far out of whack from contractors, right. it makes our job that much easier. <laughs> and literally, she can just boom, 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 ask a few questions, cherry pick. And women have a huge advantage in flipping real estate. It's, it's really unbelievable. Explain that. that. Well, you're talking about intuition. So an awareness right away. Is this person listening to understand? Right. Or leading me down a path towards trying to sell me something? Right. You know, automatically, a woman in general... You know, and I've, I tell you, this has been a huge contrast for me in being in the business and working with Margaret. Uh, in general, men, I should say, are going to try to solve a problem, give you a punch list, tell you what they want. But through the process, a woman is going to ask questions, mm-hmm. have a conversation, listen for understanding, try to get an understanding where someone's coming from. And in that, in that whole process, you find out very quickly the contractors who are more interested in making a sale than they are in building a relationship. And flipping real estate is far more about relationships than it is about swinging a hammer. Yeah, I think that's one of the biggest advantages is that women naturally have this way of relating to people. And whether the contractor is a man or a woman, and frankly, they're mostly men that we're dealing with, there's, there's a relationship that I think they don't get with most of the people that are flipping houses because most of the people flipping houses are men right now. So it's a different dynamic. And I think that the men, you know, the contractors really appreciate working with a woman, you know, 
I love that you guys are, are going back and forth between the, you know, a woman and what, a, what does a woman have versus what a man does and intuition. Basically, those are the scales that you're looking yeah. for when you're doing a flip. Um, and I want to inspire women. Um, obviously, you know, you have the intuition, right? These are God-given gifts that we have, innate gifts that we have. What are some of the skills that you see that that requires, that are requ- that is required in order to do a flip for just anybody? I think the first thing is having a vision. So okay. when you walk into a space, and mm-hmm. again, I think women have innately have an ability to do that. They walk into a space and they can picture if this wall is missing and, and I break this out here. And, and here's when I'm sitting in the kitchen, you know, as a functioning kitchen, not just as a pretty space. This right. is what I would love to see. So those are the things that, you know, we look at, at a property and we see it as a home. Love it. And when you create a home, it's going to sell fast. I love that. I love that message, really, because even for our buyers, right, when we're looking at showing properties, they can't envision themselves in that property. Right. And we're always telling our clients, you know, make sure that you stage the property so that a buyer, a prospective buyer, can envision themselves in the property. But when you're looking at rehab, I mean, you're looking, what is the worst property you've ever encountered? Describe oh, that. <laughs> There's so many. I know. <laughs> it was your worst case scenario. What is what to, what to expect? I mean, is it a huge flip? Uh, you know, I do like, a lot of total gut rehabs. Okay. So it's the ones that they're covered in mold. There's floor joists that are are either just completely gone or cracked, and you've got to you've got to completely build things from scratch. I've done a lot of historic homes, so those just have knob and tube all over. They've got burst pipes because they've typically been sitting since we're in Chicago, sitting through a winter or two. So there's there's a lot of total gut rehab where it's let's get it down to the studs and let's build it back up. And if you've got it down to the studs, now you can look at hey, is this the actual floor plan that I would love. And mm-hmm. I, I try not to do anything more than is absolutely necessary. So we call it the minimum effective dose. So Nate has a great story of telling, you know, if you need, if you have a headache, you don't take five aspirins for a two aspirin headache. <laughs> so same thing with flipping. Really? You don't don't knock down more. <laughs> well, I learned something new every day. So I love it. Don't do more than what is justified with the, the profit budget. margin that you're looking at. Right. Yeah, yeah. Keep it, the numbers in mind. Absolutely. Always bottom line. It's what's going to make the most profit. I, I think I would add to that too. It, you know, because it's really about it's not just being a minimalist, right? Mm-hmm. Being a, being minimalist because you want to do. Uh, what's essential mm-hmm. and understanding what's essential for a lot of people a lot of women especially that's women we're good advice to. if you guys are listening like focus on this because a lot of people want to go in they want to customize and they spend mm-hmm. so much money so you know this there's this um weakness i think that women have initially that turns into a strength did he okay. just say we have a weakness we started so yeah, well plenty of weakness yeah, yeah. He's so saved here's, himself. Here's, here's one of them it's a weakness that starts that becomes a strength uh the weakness is i love him. emotionally getting involved with the, the, the with the home you know, there are a number of times where now Margaret does not have this problem, <laughs> um, but <laughs> initially, yeah. initially, um, there's a tendency for people who are buying a home, either as couples and families, there's an influence of picturing their family playing in the yard and seeing what the possibility is. And when you start to see it as, do you want to you know, live and work and pay for your house or do you want your house to pay you? Right. And so when you do what's essential, you're able to walk into that property. And you're be able you're able to make decisions. What's essential? You don't fall in love with the space. You don't fall in love with what the color's supposed to be. You don't fall in love with how you think you'd like to stage it. You're willing to break walls, move stuff around, even if it's just in your mind initially. And you're able to say, okay, what do, what do I know about the market? Right. And do you know? Even if you're a realtor, here's another yeah. thing. A majority of the people we talk to are realtors who mm-hmm. want to get involved with investing, and they're sick of being on the end of the deal that doesn't have the big win, right? Yeah. So there's the commission, but there's not the big check. Right. And what happens is there's this concept of you know, 
I want to go in and I want to be the expert. Now, when I say do what's essential, it also means your role in the business. Mm-hmm. Go, you know, don't get emotionally caught up with this is my business. I'm going to do everything. And because I have a license as a realtor, I'm going to accidentally think that I should be giving myself my real estate advice. Mm-hmm. Get advice from someone. Let someone else who's your investor-friendly realtor go out into the market, share their expertise so you can focus on the one thing, which is getting, like Margaret said, the vision of what's essential in the building that you've chosen or, or thinking about flipping. Right. And then more importantly, right, I always say that on the show for whatever topic, it's know your market, know your comps, right? What is the after-repair value of that neighborhood? Um, and then be conservative <laughs> with your numbers. Krakow knows that I always look at the more, like, you know, the worst-case scenario versus the happy joy, like, wow. Wow, that's a bonus. Mm. Um, I mean, it takes a lot of it takes a, it's a lot of work to flip a property, even whether you're a man or a woman doing a flip. I mean, Nick, how was your experience? Oh, they suck at times. <laughs> you know, the one thing I've learned about, and I've flipped quite a few homes, is it seems like there's always a surprise, mm, always. at least one. You always. know, uh, and you hope that the surprise is not massive, um, but there's always a surprise. And you know, if you can get through one where it's a minor thing, then great. But um, it's always scary for me when I go into a city that I've never flipped in, even though we could do an, an analysis on what the after repairs value is and what the profit spread should be. And we know that we're, from a, a crew perspective, we know that we have our uh, our budgets in line. You just don't know what the city could throw at you. And so you try to dig into it, and, you know, there's an inspection, inspection curveball, and there's always some fun stuff that comes up. So at least in my experience, I don't flip as many homes as you guys do, um, it's not my full-time job, but I have flipped a few. And, yeah, there's always a nice little surprise in waiting. <laughs> it is know? always about that network, right? Because yeah. I know I'm always texting, hey, who do you got for cabinets? Who do you have for windows? Who do you have for this? And, oh, I mean, yeah. Greco's yeah. been doing oh, it yeah. for we a long time. a great time. story about a recent flip. <laughs> what are you talking about? About how you're bragging about how yours is going to come in a better margin than mine, but you called me for every trade. <laughs> are you kidding me? Every, every that is not even that true. Bought. You were even cabinets? involved you in windows? this. Who, who, who did your drywall? Who did this? Who hey, did Nick, that? Who did this? Did... And then she's like, I got better margins than you. Where did you get all your bidding from? Excuse me. It had Just nothing to do stop. with the contractor. Here's, here's my question. Here's, Rocco. Here's, here's a question that I do have as well. Um, it sounds like in the beginning we started talking about how uh, certain trades come in and, you know, if they uh, – treat you differently from, uh, let's say, a man because they, they think that, you know, you're a female, you might not know as much, when in reality, you know more than most people flipping homes because you've done more. Um, and experiences trump over all things, period. Um, but it also, I didn't really hear, as far as some advice for the people that are listening, do you have, like, a go-to crew? Or are you doing properties so far and apart at times that you need to always find a new crew in certain areas, or how does that work with you guys? Yeah, that's a good question. We have a, a several go-to crews, so there's like stick with a certain drywall or stick absolutely. with a certain electrician and absolutely. And, and your point about working in different cities or different areas, different villages where there's a municipality that's going to have certain requirements for inspections, or I like to stay in the same area. And I'm just as you were telling that story, I was thinking about all one flippers, particular. Yeah, all flippers have said that's the number one bit yeah. of advice: stay where you feel comfortable, right. where you know the area. Blah, there's blah, areas blah. that I would not go to because I have had. A project that's cost me almost $10,000 more, and I absolutely believe it's because of the inspector. You know, they had their idea about how mm-hmm. things needed to go, and then there was some butting heads with the contractors, ultimately butting heads with me, mm-hmm. and they kind of threw it in happens. our face. Yeah. Butting heads with inspectors? No. <laughs> butting, and butting heads with her probably never happens either. No. no. So <laughs> I, I think, again, back to the relationship <laughs> side of things, my ideal world is I work with the same contractors over and over. There's times when we do deals outside of our area that I need to go out and find somebody new. And, you know, I, I sort of – maybe this is a girl thing too. But I feel 
Like, this is building a team. And I almost have this, you know, motherly obligation that I feel to, to keep, keep them working. working. I can't wait to come. That's not a girl thing. That's just a true wait. business It's a owner. girl thing. That is not we a girl thing. We are passionate. You are beautiful. No, that you is are not, wise. You're, you're <laughs> not, that's, that's your opinion, movie. but that is not a girl thing. <laughs> I have employees, and I'm always concerned about. You're Especially never during, compassionate towards during, me. During down season, man, if we have a bad enough month, how are we going to do payrolls? And right. this and that? It's always a concern. You always want to make sure that your staff and people working underneath you are in, you know. Yeah, I work really shape. hard to find a flip going into the winter so that yeah. my main guys have work right. throughout the season. Because a lot of them, they've got families. They've got kids to feed. Right. And right. it's nice to also have something packaged up ready to go come spring. Right. Like right. February or March. Right. Where, where Where is the uh, area you guys predominantly do? In the far west suburbs, you know, between like Wheaton all the way to really to Rockford. And then we do some up in Wisconsin. We just actually finished one in New Hampshire. And now one of the biggest questions that a lot of people that are interested in flipping is how do they find the houses? How do they find the properties? Yeah, all different areas. We work with a lot of wholesalers that Mm -hmm. will send us deals, but we would never sell a property, you know, off the market like that we would we would work with a realtor always to sell it i would say at least half the properties i've done came from a realtor you know so we work we work with a few realtors that know exactly what we're looking for and in the beginning it was like oh my gosh you know how am i going to find a deal how am i going to find a deal now they know to send the deals to us so and they know that if they find a good deal that we're going to buy it so you said earlier that you you seem like you do a lot of gut rehabs Mm mm-hmm it sounds like you've sent your realtor on a mission, the dirtier the better. Yeah, you're, you're not afraid to do those projects. A lot of people want to yeah. do <laughs> lipstick surgery. They just want to like change carpet and paint and there's their flip. you know. And that's fine. There's profit in that. But the real money is in when well, you know what you're doing right. and, and gut rehabs. There's fewer people that are willing to do that. So there's less competition in getting the property. Mm-hmm. you know. And, and when I'm coaching somebody, they're like, oh, my gosh, this property is a disaster. There's no way I would want to do this. I'm like, send me the address because if you don't want to do it, I'll do it. Question for the project manager and the guy, the guy worrying about everything on the on the outside. What is your biggest fear? Or, well, number one, let's let's back that up. What's the most properties you guys have been working on at one time? I th- I think since I've you know we've been working on this together. Even if you're not working them, they're still on the market for sale. Like total oh. portfolio on hand. Maybe at ten. One time. Ten. Like seven to ten. Yeah. That's, How a, many that's a healthy number. Margaret, I would I would be suicidal at two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we were there. <laughs> but I don't have Nate, I don't have Nate helping me out. So uh, you know, so that, six that, that to ten help. properties uh, that you're rehabbing at the same time, like ongoing. So yes, and and I won't do that again. So I like <laughs> to do two or three at the same time. And the problem that I had when I had it was seven that were actually in the process of rehab, and then a few that were listed on the market. On the market, but you're holding ten at one time. Right. Right. And, so, and forgive me if I'm sorry to jump in, but yeah. you know when a good deal comes up, it's hard to really say no it's to really a good deal no. because they might another one might not come up. I help. There's an adrenaline <laughs> rush. Like I just bought the right property. Yeah. Right. So Margaret, I was reading your bio, and you did your first flip at eighteen. Was it twenty one or eight? 18. I forget. She sorry. Her first um, property eighteen. Well, I bought my first house when I was twenty. Okay. And then I bought a, a condo. I, I was so dabbling in it, and I didn't really understand other than hey, it's a good idea to have a house. Um, I really, it, it's been about twelve years, mm-hmm. which. Uh, that means I'll tell you how old I am. <laughs> hey, I don't care. You're beautiful. So I really, she I really started as a teenager. Yeah, she started as a teenager. I really got into the the flipping when I was thirty. Okay. So it was after because my my background is single mom who barely had anything, 
I was going to say something vulgar, but I won't say that. It, you can. Please go you ahead. Can. It's not on live. Like, Looking it, at Nick it's not, w- not, you know, like, just you go out You can swear if you need to. I, I really, I, I didn't have a pot to piss in. I didn't have anything. There you go. I like that. Pot and, to piss in is the quote of the day. <laughs> so the story that I grew up with was go to school, get a good job, you know, get your education, get a good job, and then you work for corporate America. And so mm-hmm. I did that. You know, I, I put myself through school tortured myself. I was waitressing in the morning. I would do temp jobs and then I would go to school at nighttime and I had a baby. So it was it was harder than I did the corporate thing for a while and then you know mergers and acquisitions and losing my job so many times I finally said, you know, I'm done with this. Mm-hmm. You know, ended up becoming an entrepreneur for the first time running martial arts businesses, which is a whole other you know, oh, life wow. that I had for a while. Oh, okay. So you can, you can karate can chop someone. Yeah. <laughs> she's, a, she's a black belt. Roundhouse. Oh, God. It gets Round real. Roundhouse. All right. All right. So, but then when you're an entrepreneur, and right. I think especially as a woman, you're putting so much into it that you know it was worse than working for somebody else because you know I was my boss and I was crazy now. So yeah. then that's when I got into the real estate. You know how can I find something where I'm not so so, you know work you know working as an entrepreneur running my own business meant that if somebody didn't show up to teach I was teaching. If somebody you know didn't show up to pay the bills the bills still had to get paid and it was right. all on me. So it really went from that into I did one flip. I thought you know hey this will be fun. And it was sort of a you know HGTV inspired. Now were you were you solo on that flip or was Nate with you at the time? No, Nate was not with me at no, the she time. Was so that was all on your own. Yeah, okay. single mom. Yeah, with my with my dad. And yeah. how, how scared were you during that process? I don't even think I knew enough to be scared. You know, <laughs> I, I was it. so excited from watching these TV shows. I was yeah. like, yeah, let's being do naive it. is sometimes a blessing. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh my gosh, I, I drive past. Naive. Yeah. I drive past the house still of the first one that <laughs> I did. And so lucky you came out alive. Here, here's the things I didn't <laughs> the know. Windows are still up. Oh, well, I had the guy come. I was like, well, I don't have enough money to replace the roof, so I'll have him patch it. And I didn't know I needed to do something like specify that the shingles should match. So I drive past this house still and it's a brown roof with black shingles where my patch job was. And that was your flip. That was my first flip. I love it. And I made like $20,000. It's like a signature. It's a, I that's all it. it is is just a signature. But that's the key. You made $20,000. It was crazy. It's awesome. Right? Yeah. So single mom, so, and you're working by yourself. You're, this, is, this has nothing to do with what you built yourself up to be. I mean, no, you're running not, a martial arts school, and yeah. then you decide, I'm going to do a flip. I think everybody kind of has that moment. So for all you ladies who need that little push, right, building wealth is something that we all seek. But you have to have the drive and just like... Right. You know, like, just be a little bit, like, inquisitive. Like, what would it be like if I did that, right? Can I do it? And, of course, align yourself with people that are going to help you. You had your, your father. Yeah. And I, I think also when when you realize that if you stay on the path that you're on, for me, it was, okay, I, I'm running my own business. Mm-hmm. My other option was corporate America. Where am I going to be 10 years from now? Where am I going to be 20 years from now? I'm going to be in the same grind. And I saw the real estate investing as a way to – it was my retirement. You know, it was certainly the way I was going to pay for my kids to go to college. Love it. So, you know, I, I didn't see any other way for doing that, you know, without sacrificing my lifestyle. I love that you had goals that were beyond yourself, right? Yeah. And I always keep telling people, like, the reason I do what I do every day, and it's so darn hard, and I love that everybody's getting their real estate license now because they think they can do it because we make it look so easy, 
It is so darn hard, but we do it because we want to create wealth, not just for our children, but for our children's children. And so I just want to motivate everybody to look into you as an example, a role model that someone can do it. I mean, you were facing so many hardships. And I think the biggest hardship that women face is just believing in themselves, that they can do it. And I love the fact that you went ahead and just did it, right? And now you have Nate, who's (laughs) very helpful. But, you know, there was a starting point for you where you did it. And I mean, this uh, book, you know, Building Wealth, uh, Girl's Guide to Building Wealth um, is just a, the starting point, right? Yeah. So if I've never done this before and I'm intrigued by it because you just said $20,000 and I want to make $20,000, what is the first thing a girl could do to start? First thing, um, I mean, like you said, it's really that belief of, hey, if I did this, then what? You know, if this was a possibility for me, then what? And you know, we have a course online, but it's it's really just following the step by step. Hey, I'm a business owner. Okay, I go set up a business. You know, hey, it's going to require me to find a property. I go find a realtor to work with and find the property. It's it's just step by step by step. It's one and step at a time. It's one step at a yeah. time. And it can get overwhelming. Like, oh, my gosh. You know, imagine if we had to, to think about every step from having a baby to sending them off to college. Nobody would have a child. You know, <laughs> so you just you start with step one. I think I'd like to respond to that if I can. Sure, go ahead. So I think about, like, let's think about all the parents, right, who had a kid who had a little bit of difficulty starting to walk. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, so then at what at what point, maybe around two and a half or so, the parent finally realizes this kid's not walking right now, so that's when you give up, right? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we never give up. Okay. Right. So, so I've heard this analogy before. Walking is controlled falling. Uh-huh. You've got to at some point. What be, if every baby gave up when they couldn't get up and walk? Right. Yeah. Right. So at some point, you have to be willing to get uncomfortable, to choose uncomfortable, yeah. to fall forward, to get to get to that next step. And, right. and so, you know, walking is controlled falling. You know, what, we, what I say, and I spend a lot of time, sort of my major role is bringing what we do and what Margaret's built and what we've now worked on and built together mm-hmm. to as many, make it accessible to as many women who want to not just flip houses, but flip their life onto overdrive right, right? i love it look right? at him he's owning market <laughs> overdrive oh i just I took a chance there so the the um the, i guess the point i'm making is that there's a formula there's a formula for this and what we've done is is you know in working with margaret's done taking that formula and putting it in a place where you can go through understand the steps get access access to online training get access to mentoring and then fundamentally say you know what Instead of saying, I hope this works, put yourself in a place where you burn the boats and you take the island. You say, you know what? I am absolutely. You I know, love that. With the it's same, Motivation <laughs> Wednesday, everybody. Right. This, with the same sh- certainty that you could go get a glass of water. And mm-hmm. I like to tell the women who we talk to, ha- when you have that same certainty that you're going to flip your first home, now there's no longer a question about whether you're going to do it. You just get access to the system. You know what the first step is and you focus on that first step. You feed all of your energy and focus on doing whatever it takes to make that first step. And then when you say, oh, my God, I don't have the money, which is the biggest thing that comes up. It's the biggest excuse. Or my advisors, the people around there's me. There's always excuses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's all these advisors saying that's irresponsible. You're not smart enough. You don't have your, li- you don't have your real estate license, which really is irrelevant. Right. And then you, we finally get to this place where you can say, okay, I'm going to choose this. And you make a decision. Yeah. And on the other side of that decision, you do whatever it takes. So you have that certainty. And from you know the other side of that certainty becomes massive action, and then the other side of that massive action becomes massive results, which boosts your certainty, which gives you a, a, an opportunity to get results. Like wow, I just put twenty thousand, twenty five thousand dollars in the bank, you know, in four weeks, six weeks, eight sure. weeks. 
hmm, I wonder if I should be trading my time for money at a J-O-B anymore. Well, <laughs> Love and, it. and it's funny because some of the stuff you said applies to all industries. Right. You know, there's there's a fear factor. Huge fear. Um, and the excuses are identical. And, you know, I have a business with a bunch of salespeople, loan officers for the most part. Yeah, we have administrative people that are on a salary, the ones that I worry about on a regular basis. Um, but there, th- you hear the excuses over and over again. For example, I had one loan officer tell me he can't do this on this day and that and that day because he's got to take his daughter. And I totally appreciate that. I'm not, I'm not, you know, bashing that you have a kid and you don't have responsibilities as a parent. I totally agree with that. But at the same token, I have several other loan officers that also have kids the same exact age. In fact, some of them are even younger, and one of them is, is a female, has two. And she's destroying him on a regular basis in production and motivation and the whole nine yards. So I'm like, right. so this one has two kids younger than your daughter, and you're going to keep using the daughter as an excuse to why you can and can't do things. I'm not saying to ignore your child by no means, mm. but I'm saying that to keep throwing the excuse out there as to why you can't do almost seems like anything. Why you can't come to work on Mondays? Why you can't stay late on Tuesdays? Why you can't come in on Wednesdays? Why you can't? It's like, you know, it's a convenient. You can't make a child or some other circumstance a constant excuse. You have six, right? So six kids. You have six. If you could flip houses with six kids, Anybody can then do anyone can be a loan officer with one. You know, you're going to have to manage your time. I'm sure you had to manage your time around your six kids and your projects. But it's doable is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, absolutely. And too so many people doable. are... You have um, to start. You have to start. You have to start. And the biggest thing that I've always noticed about motivation and fear, they work hand in hand, mm-hmm. is the fear of what can go wrong always prevents you from even getting started. But the anticipation... Or we've all heard of bad news, and we know at some point this bad news will have its day when it officially gets here. And have you ever heard of the bad news where... Um, where the leading up to the moment is far worse than actually being in the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you're in the moment, you die it's a thousand okay. times, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I would rather just get into the moment right. than this three days of, of anxiety of when I'm going to have to do this. Mm. You know? And, and I think that a lot of people, when it starts their careers or they're wanting to do their first flip, they're like, well, if I do it, what if it doesn't sell? What if I lose money? What if this? What if that? What if this? What if I don't have the right contractor? What if somebody does, takes advantage of my lack of experience? Listen. You're far more scared now than when you're actually in the moment. At the, and when you're in the moment, you'll be like, oh, okay, that wasn't so bad. Oh, okay, I can handle this. Oh, there's a problem. I can fix this. You just got to get in the moment. Mm. And I think there's a mentality of paycheck people versus mm-hmm. the entrepreneurial mindset. That's so, a very good – and yes. Yeah, there's, there's somebody who says, you know what, my why is my next paycheck. So somebody who says, I can't work on Mondays because of this, I can't work, it's because their their big goal is to get their next paycheck. Right. So for us, it's we, we have six kids to put through college. We have six kids who we want to see grandkids from, and we right. want to spend time with them. We want to travel the world. So will I, I want to contribute. Yeah, <clears throat> and, and yeah, we miss some of our kids' activities sometimes. Yeah. But guess what? We get to spend so much amazing quality time with them, traveling. And I mean, we, the, yeah. the time that we actually work, it might not be the most convenient at times, but it's far less than most people yeah. put into the job, so that they can get that coveted paycheck. I love that fear of job. Job is the funniest thing I've ever heard because they're like, "Well, if I have a steady job, I get a continuous paycheck." I totally agree with you. And for some people, that is what will work to make them happy in life. Right. They want the simplicity of life. They want what they think. And the key word there is think. The surety of moving forward. However. I don't want to say I laughed at bad situations, but I have lost loan officers to go work at a bank for a salary to do the same thing. 
versus being 100% commissioned in our environments. Mm -hmm. And it's almost comical when that bank announces layoffs three weeks later or three months later and they're at the chopping block. So I look to them and say, how was that stability? Because any corporation can fire any human being the minute they have a down quarter, the minute they have a down year, the minute they want to make adjustments, the minute they merge with someone else. There is no security even in your J-O-B. Right. There's no because security you have no control working for yourself it. either. I fire myself like 10 times a day. If I was you, I'd fire <laughs> oh my myself every morning. Oh, and, <laughs> and then, yeah. But I really love that. I mean, like, yeah, the job or the not job, entrepreneur or not entrepreneur, you know, as women, I think that it's really hard. Like, I always say I'm sacrificing my today for my tomorrow mm-hmm. because I come from a large family. I have four brothers, right? And I'm from Honduras. So, you know, Latinos have this culture of, like, role repertoires. As a woman, I'm supposed to be at home. I'm supposed to be taking care of my kids. And when my brother's here that I'm working till midnight, they're like, what are you doing to yourself? Your priorities are so messed up. And I look at myself and I'm like, I'm going to keep myself strong because this is what I want to do. Those are your advisors, right? Those are my advisors. But, you know, at the end of the day, they're there to support me. And I know I call them and they're there to say, oh, my God, great job, sister, right? So you want that, too. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, when you're a strong woman and you have great big aspirations beyond yourself, right? And and not even just like a girl, but I'm saying, like, growing up, you have such roles based on what your parents gave you as goals. Um, I've told myself that my goals are no longer... Um, are, are no longer going to be the goals. I'm going to have benchmarks where I'm going to say, I'm going to do that and I'm going to do that. And if I attain that, it's fine. But I'm never going to set goals for myself because my goals are based on like a small mentality of where I came from. So now I just want to aspire to be bigger than myself. And I think that real estate is actually in a, in a, allows me the ability to do those things. And, you know, it's every, like now the market is amazing. Mm-hmm. Real estate is so alive. People are flipping everywhere. I mean, like, you know, just online yourself. Chicks with are even that, flipping. Chicks are flipping. <laughs> chicks, chicks are flipping. flipping. <laughs> uh, but, you know, like even last night I had a moment. Like I went to go set up a lockbox at 8 o'clock at night. Um, it was 9 o'clock because Nicholas gets out of hockey at um, late now. And we went to set up a lockbox, and I literally parked my car in this narrow street in Rogers Park. And these, the, I thought somebody had hit my car, and I started to get into a fight with this, these people about hitting my car. My children were with me, and it's dark. And I'm like, why do I do this to myself? Why am I putting my kids in such you know, danger? And it's just like... And then I went home and I'm like, I can't do this. I can't be working to 10 o'clock with my kids. But, you know, we had a conversation as a family, the kids and I, and we said, they're like, Mommy, it's okay. Are you okay? And I started crying because I'm like, you know what? I'm sorry for putting you guys in danger. And they were like, Mom, it's okay. And I just hope that every day that, you know, that you're doing real estate, that I re- that they, you know, they learn something from it, but that it builds me as a mom and it builds me as a businesswoman. There you go again, picking fights that you shouldn't pick. <laughs> I'm not going to say you do it often, but I know <laughs> I one person see. that you constantly pick a fight with and you usually don't win. Why do you do this to yourself? I know but, it's overwhelming and I apologize to my kids. But, you know, women, if you're out there and you're single moms or not single moms or you're, you just want to get started, like, it, there is hardship. But you just have to, like you said, Nate, believe in yourself and, like, do it. Just own it. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share this. I think that it's sort of like when it comes to flipping, um, there's kind of a, a big sort of not so obvious, like in search of the obvious. So I'm going to share this. Um, 90% of flipping is your psychology and your mindset. 90% of it. It's understanding how to take that, get into implementing what you learn step by step, and then turning what you implement into results. And until you get the result you want, you don't stop adjusting until you get the result that you want. Right. So you just keep going. And then the 10% is understanding the formula, getting out there, doing it, 
having access to speak with, work with a mentor and model it. And, you know, it's like the number of women who have gone through our program, who have accessed or connected with our program, who have said, I just know if I can do it. I just don't. I said, well, here's what you could do by the end of today. What about in the next hour? Go do this. Go put aside $1,000. Go get a house under contract and see if anyone you know would love the opportunity to make 8 to 12%. And let's talk about if you're having trouble finding investors. Let's talk about if you're having trouble, you know, being an investor. Let's let's talk about if you're flipping homes. And they get all of a sudden they've gone and taken this action that was it. essentially here's what you go do, go do it. And all you know, they open up. They're this new they rise they rise up and they own it I because it. they did it. They implemented. So you're saying if I'm on a paycheck to paycheck kind of job and I don't have a lot of money because I'm renting and rentals are so expensive, so I don't have a lot of liquid assets. Um, you're saying that basically all I need is like maybe a thousand dollars to get started and then build like. How do well, I get really, started? You know, if you think about it, if it's a good deal. If they know where to go and look and you know, partner with people who can find a good deal, and it calls it a profit center, that's what it is. It's not about, hey, come and invest in with me. It's invest in this deal that I have, this profit center, emphasis on profit. So as long as they've got the money to put the earnest money down, and then they've, got, they've worked with somebody to get proof of funds to say, yes, you know, we will give you money for this when it's a good profitable deal – you know, it's it's not about them, and I think sometimes, especially as women, we think, oh, you know, what do people, what are they going to think of me, and am I going to be enough, and you know, what if it doesn't work out? But it, it's really, it, it is get your earnest money. That's human. That's all you need to get started. <laughs> Every human, not just women. Yeah. We all have this little voice that says we're not enough. We have this voice that says I'm not enough. I'm not tall enough. I'm not strong enough. Oh, I'm tall I'm enough. I'm five four. She right. thinks she's six foot. <laughs> five, six. She's five four five, with seven. six inch heels on. <laughs> but no, you, you hit but, on the head. But uh, we we do have to get to a little bit of red meat because the show is still about flipping at the mm-hmm. end of the day. And I and I and I think that it's great that we have a bunch of motivation in this show because there's probably a ton of people that have watched the other six flip shows that we've done <laughs> yeah. still leave unmotivated, just more scared because we we talk about the you know how did you do it. My can, my question is when you get to 10 properties um, at one time where's all the, I think our viewers wonder where's all the money coming from so so you have 10 of them out there you didn't buy them all in cash and rehab them all in cash unless you have that much money already no when around. I started when I started it was just one so I built up to doing 10 of them and I ended up at the end doing a lot of hard money which again sure. the deal had to be good enough you know, I had to find better deals to right. justify paying the hard money rates that I higher was higher rates higher fees yeah exactly 10, 10 to 12 percent interest rates three four points up front or Cost five of points doing up business. Front. right right, right. And, and again you know that was when I looked at the lifestyle of doing you know seven to ten at a time right. and the fact that I was paying for hard money I don't want to do that you know I'm happy sure. doing two or three at a time and just you know constantly turning Keeping it over your expenses lower. right and, and I didn't I started off with no money but I can do two or three at a time now with my own money sure so and then my you know my, my favorite thing to do is you flip the property and then you go buy a rental property so we've got go. we've got a lot of rental properties now so it's building that and then that money comes in every single month so I could essentially do a flip from that money so your advice is, money. so your advice is someone that is newer in the business is to look out even the hard money options um, non-traditional financing. Yeah. Of course, if you have your own money, that's great. Um, but if you don't, right. and, whatever and it takes to get the first one or two going is, is something you'd have to do. I think people are, are not willing to have this conversation. It's not uh, you know polite, maybe, to talk about money in asking your for money? general. Yeah, asking oh, all for the money. time. You said it was well, a profit it's, center. It's hey, oh my hey gosh, can I borrow some money for my new 
flip. You will it's never a profit borrow, center. You will never borrow any oh. money from me again. And I'll, I'll sit there and I'll talk okay. to somebody and I'll say, you know, what are you investing in these days? Because I want to have an intelligent conversation with somebody. You know, are you in the stock market? Where do you have your money sitting? And you you get to a point where you say, you know, wouldn't it be great to get five or ten percent on a flip? So I do a lot of loans with people that I know mm-hmm. because they're not getting five or ten percent in their right. bank account. They're thrilled to do it. Right. And then guess what? When the deal's done and I give them their money back, they're like, well, don't you, you have got another, another one? one? Exactly. exactly. I want to cry right now. I was doing 50% at one point. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I said that. And, yeah. and, and, and I made fun of you, <laughs> you the did, whole you time. Did. I'm you like, did. what are you doing? I mean, granted, he brought all his friends in on it. 2009 was a really dark year for even yeah. hard money lenders. They weren't as flexible as they are today, but he was literally paying out 50%. Yeah. And, I was just but like, he was you, sharing you the know. wealth with family. Granted, it was to yeah. family and friends, but I'm like, you do know <laughs> that I myself would have probably done it for like 10. <laughs> you know, as long as you're making 51%, it's right. still better right. to get in. Right. You know, start playing the exactly. game. You can't. This is nothing. And right. everything you can't is learn. a learning experience. Absolutely. The first time, you know, some people say, make sure that you just fail the first time so you right. learn from it and then fail you fast. succeed. Yeah, yeah. fail fast. Fail fast. Um, I mean, I've had clients, right? Because I'm always like, dude, I can find you this property. Let's do it. Um, and they've done it. And some some people like just hire the world contractor like you know i'm like hey i'm making giving you recommendations but they go ahead and want it you know and they hire the wrong contractor get in trouble and they don't make as much as they thought they were going to make but you know what it is a learning experience you did it you got through the process you, you know, know i you graduated college yeah i play the game assuming that one out of every 10 flips is going to be a disaster oh wow so okay. if i can if i can assume i'm going to lose on one out of 10 then i don't get stressed out about it yeah. and I, if something bad goes oh I guess this is that one. <laughs> I love it. In sales and when you're so competitive, you're like, there's no room for failure. We got to yeah. do it. Each one has to be good. Win. Um, win more than last one. Right. It's funny that you <laughs> win, said win. sales. I think it's interesting when you say the word sales. So how many people listening are probably thinking right now, oh, my God, I don't want to have to sell anything. Yeah. Right? So the thing is, what Margaret's saying here, too, is that when you create a flip situation, you don't have to sell, you know, that you have a house under contract or sell that you, you, you know, hey, please let me convince you to invest. You're, you're laying out an opportunity. So when you think of it as an opportunity, you're turning the tables. It's not about selling. It's telling. It's telling mm-hmm. and also caring. Right. You know, I'd love to be able to help you out. And you know what? Let's take a look at this. And if I get a sense this could really help you, I'll give you the opportunity. You turn right. those tables around. Right. Lordy, Lord, Lord, Lord. It's been 45 minutes already. Do you believe that? Don't you love spending time with me? That's awesome. I love spending time with them. <laughs> I do. You I really are enjoy. a side effect of having to spend time with them. I really enjoyed Spending our conversation with them was fun. today. Um, there's, you know, obviously, we always say that, right? It, there's, it's a 45-minute show. How we're going to put all of it in there? Do you guys have an upcoming seminar event that you're promoting? This little, you know, social you're putting That's together. It's kind of big. It's not little. It's kind of it's big. a little huge. social. <laughs> it's huge. Yeah, we tell have. Us, uh, huge. Tell us more about your your you're hosting a house a house party. What's that like? <laughs> yeah, we're having a flip chick unleashed, what? and it's uh, yeah, it's it. the end of the month. So sounds uh, fun. Yep, it's actually uh, it's selling out fast, and we've we've talked to the hotel about adding some space. So because we, we want to make sure that everyone has an opportunity to be there, you're Where gonna have a, a lot of couples, a lot of women in the room. Where is it? It's at the Hyatt Regency, Schomburg, Schomburg, and uh, when? You know, it's on April 29th and 30th. And you can go to flipchickevent.com. You can learn a little about it. You see a video, and you can uh, also get your tickets there for the event. Cool. 
April 29th. We're there. Am I invited? Did you write it? Can I come? No, you are not invited. In fact, your ticket is double. (laughs) Yeah, if you know any of the Mod Squad, too, uh, don't hesitate to get in touch. There are some secret, secret passes we're making available. Just a handful. Yeah, so uh, you guys have secret links. I love it. We're not going to announce that here. He said the Mod Squad. That means Rocco and uh, and Carla. (laughs) No, she she almost said Rocco and Nick. I love it. Thank you so much for inspiring women on our show today. Um, and that's what Market Overdrive is here to do, just elevate everyone's real estate IQ. I know that we talk about real estate, and real estate is so dry and so boring. And But I just love the fact that we made it, like, you know, on the sensitive side because we're upholding women, but we're badass. You're a bad mama jama. That's right. I can't believe I love your story. Seriously, it's amazing. And they, like... Stop making fun of me, seriously. Um, oh, it's always know. about men and women with Carla. It's just, you know, it's always about men and women with I Carla. I know. Everybody was so excited because it's truly girl power. Nick, it's so hard being a girl. Like, you're always told you can't do things. I never told right? you can't do anything. I don't have a president to look up to. Let Nate jump in here. Nick, I got Nick. something funny to share. So the one more thing about women and the emotions here with flipping real estate. <laughs> yeah. How many times have you gone on a total gut rehab job and you see a woman show up Wearing like flip flops, this little skirt thing, a tank top, <laughs> delivering food and drinks to the contractors, okay, I don't do all that. showing up, they're all eating, have snacks, <laughs> having a good happy. time, bringing down coffee. And I walk in, I'm like, I have to yell at those four. Can we not give them food? Don't give them a donut before I scream. <laughs> no, no, you give them donut on their way out because right, they're leaving. Right. Or save them for me. That's your last damn donut. Don't come back tomorrow. <laughs> but I do remember recalling you saying that she is the fiercest at firing people. So she we can, is. we're wholesome, we'll cuddle you. But at the same time, you got to bring it, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. I love it. So all you strong women or women who are on the sidelines wanting to get into this fun world of flipping, you could do it, right? Absolutely. Last words of wisdom, Margaret? Yeah, I think it really is taking taking a deep look inside yourself. And is it your time? And the answer is yes. It's your time to rise up and own it. Love it. Love it. It's everybody's time, including Grocco, not Nick's, but definitely Mm -hmm. Carla's time it is my time to wrap this show (laughs) up thank you for listening you could have obviously followed today's show on our youtube channel it'll be on our facebook live feed um well on our facebook feed our social media plugs obviously we are on twitter at market overdrive youtube as i mentioned you can also download market overdrive and get all of these shows at today's show with flip chick and any other show we've done in the past on our podcast just go on itunes and it'll be right there sitting for you be a subscriber and last but not least wanted to make everybody aware of what wgn stood for what does it stand for way to go nate <laughs> Nate did good too. It was all about Margaret, but Nate, Nate did pretty good. We found we out that Nate, take the Nate is steps. the other half of this Flip Chicks enterprise. It's Flip Chicks. So Woo, men girl can do power. It too. Why do you always got to take it away from women? We'll see you all next Wednesday oh, at no, 10 a.m. I bring it to women. <laughs> I'm not taking it. anything see? away. We will see you all <laughs> next Wednesday, 10 a.m. Thanks for listening.